When last we left our band of intrepid adventurers, they had just concluded a cunning plan to drop off a forged letter between Bartleby Lothied's trusted manservant, Gul Gusern, and Bartleby Lothied's dementia-riddled aunt, Valeta Lothied, of whom he is quite protective. The letter landed in the hands of one Titus Lothied, a freeloading cousin, who now appears to be in a very awkward situation. Now, our band of adventurers must escape from Lothidar and make it to Moost, and find the elusive contact, Opilio, in this week's episode, Escape from Lothidar. I like that the idea is that now Titus is in an awkward situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or suddenly I'm wearing an eye patch. I don't know why. <laughs> just for this episode only. We open with all of you on the road, Lothidar in the distance. Wow, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we escaped. That was a real close call. I didn't think we were going to get out of that one. Episode over. <laughs> I'm going to miss Cadoc. I, I got such a cramp. Oh. You're welcome to fill in whatever exciting adventure you think viewers might have missed last time. We're porcupines. Oh. <laughs> Let me get my traveling on the road spell list going. No, I want to hear more about these were porcupines. <laughs> they're they're, they're really Malavera. pointy and pokey. <laughs> As somebody who played a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I have a lot invested in porcupines. I thought that was a question. Where are the porcupines? Where are porcupines? And now you've arrived in Boost. Wow! (laughs) I was gonna try and get to know our new companion, Idonia, but I guess we just stared at her. By all means. (laughs) By all means. Take some time on the road. Role play. Idonia. Milani. Tell me more. Oh, um... Scale of one to ten, better than the drinking god. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely better than the drinking god. Scale of one to ten, Milani, ten. Drinking god, seven or eight. Karak's corpse is still warm, guys, come on. Who is this Karak? Is he dead? No. That wasn't Xavier's voice, so that was not in character. I'll cast general repose on him. (laughs) Milani, yes. What attracted you to, I believe she's the Everbloom? Mm hmm. See, when I was a little whatnot, I got into a lot of trouble. And uh, basically, it boils down to, I guess, a lot of what they call civil disobedience. Wanting to change things. But there's one thing about Absalom, it doesn't change very quickly. So I, uh, I went on the road. I decided to go see the world. Young swordswoman that I was, I thought, I wonder how Anderin is this time of year. I got involved with some people, visited some time in Galt, would not recommend. That's where I got involved with the Milani folks, and everything just sort of clicked. They're pretty big over there, mostly trying to keep things sane and failing. Then, I don't know, there was all that stir in the whole Senate massacre business, and a bunch of us decided to root up and head on over to Taldor. A stir? Is that how people are describing it? I'm trying to be nice. A kerfluffle? Yes. Wow, we didn't even have to cast Zone of Truth to get all this out of you. Well, I'm not giving you any juicy bits. We don't use Zone of Truth. Explodey tongue, is that what you call them? Deceptive explodey tongues. Deceptive explodey tongues, yes, obviously. Don't confuse that with regular tongues or you'll have a bad day. (laughs) I keep those scrolls clearly labeled. So, I was asking you... 
about Milani, and uh, her role in that story seemed to be there were some Milani folk. Let's just say I have a uh, deeply personal reason for following Milani. Ah, all right. Save it for the ride back. Well, we don't have a lot of time before Kathy gets back, so why don't you tell us? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was drinking, as you will, with some friends of mine. Uh, They liked my sword work. So she does like Caden. (laughs) I do, good old Cadenites. And, well, one of them was trying to dare me to get into religion, to call out to the gods themselves and ask them to inspire me. And I thought, ah, what the hell, I've had several drinks. So... There I was, praying that the the good god, Caden Kalian, would call down upon me and, and make me one of his chosen. And a different voice spoke to my head and said, What are you doing with your life? You're in a tavern, completely blitzed. You could be doing something useful. Don't you see all the injustice in the world? Don't you see what's happening? And I thought, damn, you're right. And, well... That was the beginning of it, I suppose. I am very happy to hear that you came to a faith. When I heard about all the Senate stuff, I thought, I thought, ah, revolution, infighting, a time to really make a difference here, make Taldor uh, a wonderful nation. Like you know, it, it's it's been in, in decline for so long. I, I I don't know if you've noticed, and thought uh, maybe I could be a part of the change, a nice uh, force for change here, and that's where I obviously got involved with Lady Martella, and uh, so far, it's been okay. Our experience with the revolution mostly involves uh, puzzles involving toilets, uh, getting stabbed many times by a spider, and uh, remodeling an old mansion. Well, I've mostly been delivering messages, and I am told that this is important. I am told that coordination between everyone is important. I still don't understand why they don't use magic for such things, but I suppose those can be intercepted as well as anything else. Exactly. You know, the theory that I've read several times about the the separate cells when you're operating in in a clandestine manner, it's very important that while we coordinate, we don't know too much. So we should end this backstory and move forward. (laughs) So, anything else you want to do on your trip out to Moost? Taking the scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's nice countryside. It's it's a little damp, but significantly less flooded than your landscape. Uh, passing through Baroness Voinum's land, she clearly runs a lot of vineyards. People out here seem to be doing okay. The homes are a little better kept than in well, the the Lothi barony behind you. Either the taxes are less oppressive, or else. The nobles here put a little bit of work back into the land and people's homes and things like that. We'll get there. You see a couple of farmsteads that actually have a couple cows. Oh. And goats. Goats. So would you say that what we saw in Lothadar, and the the town populace was doing very badly? I mean, is, is this area particularly having a hard time? Lothadar itself is doing okay. Right. All the outlying villages and farmsteads around it on Lothied's barony within the county are doing much worse. Mm. <clears throat> uh, the homes are not well kept. The, the fields are not plowed well. Uh, very few of the farms had any livestock. Hmm. 
Once you cross over into the Voinum Barony, things seem to be doing a little better. Uh, things are tidier, a little well-kept, uh, more access to livestock. Basically, the county is divided into four baronies, one for uh, Nicholas O'Kara, your boyfriend, who, which seems to be doing okay. One for Count Lothied, which is very much not doing okay. And another for Baroness Voinum, which Moost is a part of, and that's all doing okay. And then uh, the Telus Barony, which Statius is in, which is really not doing okay. Well, we'll have to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just, oh dear. One Barony We're doing at a time. Worse than Lothied. <laughs> you are doing worse than Lothied. Uh, well, no, and he's no, trying. Well, no one knows where that Baron guy is. Yeah, oh, nobody's Baron. heard from Baron Telus in months. Actually, looking at the map. It would be fast... Like, that was the plan, right? To go from Moost to Jambus? From... I, I don't know if you had a plan for that, but Jambus is down there. It seems so convenient. I'll have to double-check our, <laughs> our notes and our plans, just because uh, unless there's a reason for us to get back to Statues more immediately, then Jambus is, like, right straight south of uh, Moost. Yeah, I don't think we were planning to go to Jambus, but we definitely could. The only other plan that... I was really on about was just making sure that we get that letter to Eutropa as fast as possible so Gil Gusairn doesn't cause problems for the Beggarwood. But, I mean, maybe this, maybe all of our shenanigans in Lothadar will just take care of that. How, uh, how long is this letter? Is it like a short note or like a long letter? It's actually several legal documents that are going to need to be notarized. Yes. We're, we're trying to pardon a couple of hundred bandits. No, it's like 50 bandits. If you want to send her a quick message, we could do that. And you can give her a heads up that it's coming, but they actually need documentation back. Gotcha. But if you wanted to, I have a, a means of communication in the event of an emergency. That sounds important. This is not an emergency level. Especially since her knowing the letter's coming won't help us get it back any faster. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But Moost is the furthest uh, west city, or, well, town, mm. in the county. So sending the letter from there, probably better and less likely to be intercepted. Oh, so Opara's in the west. Uh, well, you're sending it to Casimir, which is west oh. of you. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought that the princess lived in Opara. Uh, the princess does, but she's specifically in Casimir trying to round up support. Mm, okay. And, uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, Lily. Lily. I know that the uh, this might uh, seem so unfair to you, but often the, the laws and the actual uh, documented p passing of power is indeed clearly written in, in all of nobility, but is the interpretation seems to be made by those who have the most swords. Hmm. Or coin. Or just the best swords. You have a good sword, Zavia? No, but I have a great bow. Well, I have a good sword, so I guess I should be doing that, huh? Well, then <laughs> we're happy to have you on our side. <laughs> and sorry for keeping you at arm's distance, but you understand rebellions. I do understand rebellions. That is that is one thing that I have studied extensively in Milani school. And I swear we are not doing a rebellion. The law is on our side. Rebel rousing. Fighting to make things better. 
freedom fighting. Yes, indeed. Why would you fight freedom? <laughs> it knows what it did. <laughs> uh, so, so are we going right to the conservatory? Or I think we should probably uh, just speak with our contact first. She will have much more information of the goings on of her own city, won't she? She will. Uh, Crystal, was this a one-day trip or two? We'll call it a two-day trip. Okay. Yes, we should uh, speak with Dame Crab, not only uh, because she is our contact, but she is expecting me around today. Are you going to call on her alone? Did you want to come along? I wanted to know your intentions, Xavier. I was just uh, intending to see where things went. <laughs> alone, then. Uh, let's all go together, and then if she takes me aside, that would be a good indication of where she sees me. Indeed. And then we will we will all go and get some tea. Lead on, Xavier. I lead on. <laughs> to <Yeah>. the crab house. <laughs> you arrive outside the crab manor. <laughs> Crystal, were the crabs meant to be taken seriously at all when you gave <laughs> this them that This is in most. Not especially seriously, but... Serious-ish? I have a question, then, about this manor, since I would be very familiar with manners. Um, is she... And we notice that the town is doing well. Is she also doing well, or do I notice that she could be doing better and she's actually improving her town instead. You're trying to figure out if she's living well at the expense of her town or improving the town at the expense of her home? Yes. So getting a look around with your experience, it seems like neither especially. She's living well. Her her home's fairly well kept up. It doesn't seem like she's pouring a ton of money into it, but... It seems like the town itself is doing okay. Mm -hmm. Not quite as well supported or underwritten as, say, uh, Baron O'Kara's capital city was. But she also doesn't have, like, tons and tons of jousting money to throw around on, you know, making people happy. She runs mm -hmm. a music school and a few farms, and that's most of what goes on at the... Uh, or in Moost. That's that's uh, basically the mu music school and hiring out musicians is most of the local economy. That's the most of it. Alright, good job. Uh, all okay, right. All right, all right. I'm proud of you. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's... I'm even going to say with knowledge nobility, you've been around for a week or two at this point. Uh, you know her husband passed about ten years ago. She didn't deal with it well. It seems like he was the one who handled the family finances, and the town was in much better shape back then. Uh, she's doing okay, but she just doesn't have a head for playing investments, so obviously there's there's been a little bit of slide in keeping up the manor and the, uh, and the town over the last decade. Before we go in, I say, oh, before we go in, does anyone want to follow up on Sepsinia? Glanville, you remember there was some kind of necromantic aura involved in her condition? Yes, we definitely do need to see to the girl. Uh, is, she, she's, is she staying with Dame Grab? Yes, she does live there. Okay. 
I can I can pretend. Well, no, I can no pretending about it. I can uh, use my magical expertise in all for to uh, see to the girl's health. All right. I also remember she was into some dark things. So if you can just bring up skulls. <laughs> yeah, and as as you're walking up to the manor house, you see a little curtain upstairs, and this like pale, gaunt face looking out, and then the curtain sort of slams shut. Saxonia, uh, I would assume. Can I do a reflex save to look at the curtains and make my face look like a skull real quick? <laughs> make your face look like a skull. A reflex save to do that? Like to do it fast enough? Yes. I'm, I'm more lost on making your face look like a skull. She's going to gouge his well, eyes out. Uh, she's into dark things, and I want to get her attention, or at least her curiosity. Oh, no, I get that. I'm just curious how you're going to make your face look like a skull. The why wasn't the question. Yes. Oh, the how? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I'm going to use prestidigitation to change the pigment colors of my skin. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say n- no. That's a little uh. bit of a stretch. But I like to think that you tried, you just didn't do it in time, but we just turn around to your skull face for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more, I, I, it's, it's too quick, it's a sad, happy face. Oh, oh, One oh. side's lopsided. Face. Oh, mm-hmm. He's not supposed to be sad. He's a happy face. All right, let's walk in. Oh, and, and I guess also before we go in, like we should say that Idonia is like, Lady Lily's fencing teacher, or something like that. If they ever anyone asks, uh, you need a cover story. That'd be so good. We should, we really should have thought about these cover stories before we got here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, also, I assume we all introduced ourselves to Idonia during that two-day ride, so she knows our mm-hmm. names. Yes. She knew my name before we even met. True. I had your names ahead of time. Hmm. As I told you, I came from our patron. I know what's going on. Well, anyway. well, who really knows what's going on here? I know who I was looking for. Let's put it that way. Okay. The uh, question is, must... why would we be bringing my fencing teacher? Practice on the road, I guess. I don't know. Because you've been neglecting your lessons, young girl. And it's my <laughs> job to take care of you. You are going to embarrass the family if you continue on these odd shenanigans. Idonia slowly we... puts her rapier away. No, no, Adonia, you are the fencing teacher. He is just motivating her to go to your lessons. Parent style. But we just killed a bunch of zombies. Everybody knows that. Obviously, I have been practicing my lessons. Really? Well, why don't you show me? Everybody knows that? Did we advertise this? Well, they know that we killed all those ghouls. Right? I don't know that. Nobody's been bragging about around town about that. Oh. I thought that was local news. I heard that you were making a muck of things, and, uh... <laughs> no, we, we are making things from muck. It's got the ah, backwards. Yes, That's that was true. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing a pretty good job, I okay, think. Okay, all right. Most no, of, our, most of our, our plans have gone really well. And well, the plans we've, come, we've made have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to, if possible, disrupt uh, with the dark. We're definitely disrupting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And look at what we're doing for Statues. Look at what we're doing for the people in Statues, the people of the Beggarwood. We're doing a good job. Indeed. And I won't we, hear any different. We, we, we've made sure to elevate old Jeb. And he's to, to be part of the community again. Jeb Dillon. Yep. <laughs> so how about that front door? 
<laughs> All right. So it's what a is nice the plan front here? door, big brass knocker, painted red. Uh, People like red doors. People like so. knockers. <laughs> what is our objective here? <laughs> I'm starting to wonder myself. <laughs> uh, Dame Crab and I hit it off quite well. She is a uh, a bit of a gossip, and so we. It is a good idea to figure out what is known about us, how well word is spreading, what we may have be my. We might be missing since the last time we were interacting with the nobles. Hmm. And just to catch up. And just to catch up. Yes, and we're also trying to make sure that, that her daughter isn't turning into a zombie or some other horrible bad thing. That would be bad. A little judgy. Should we ask around really quick? Uh, well, we're at the front door. We can ask it. Okay. If you give me a moment, I can see what I can find out. Give me yes. just a moment. Uh, Idonia is going to reach into uh, down her, her breastplate and pull out her holy symbol of Milani and be like, mm-hmm. ah, Milani, what's going on here? And she holds up a finger for a moment. Uh, so I have uh, three rounds with a spell called... Called my eyes are going out of focus. Called uh, Ears of the City. Oh, I love so, Ears of the City. Yes, so I have three whole rounds. I can make three different diplomacy or perception checks to gather information as if I had spent 1d4 hours talking to local people. Uh, I'm basically just hearing the sorts of things people have been talking about. Uh, and the first one I'd like to know about these companions in general, the, the new nobles from Statues and what uh, people have been saying about them. Oops. This is such a good idea. <laughs> It's not bad. Uh, so I rolled a 13 for a total of 20. People are generally saying that that new that new Lady Lily is very eccentric, that she doesn't seem to know how things work, and people are wondering if she isn't like, you know, Glanville's sort of wayward daughter by unofficial means that, Mm. you know, is a niece because she just doesn't seem to know how, you know, nobles are supposed to act. There's also a lot of rumors about Glanville and Baron O'Kara. Glanville and Baron O'Kara. Interesting. (laughs) They're in love. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of people who claim to have seen, like, illicit romantic trysts or moonlight cruises on the lake. Wow. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> there's rumors that the elf Xavier has been sent to assassinate Gulgusern. What? On behalf of the elven kingdoms. And that's why the... That's why the Seneschal is so, like, put out and kind of sealing himself away. And where are you casting this spell? Uh, right where I'm standing when we were having the conversation. So maybe around the corner from this manor house. Okay. Have we already gone in? Or is anybody already going in the manor house yet? yet. No, I don't think so. Not yet. We're... This is this is important information, and I would like to do something before we go in the house. Then. Okay. Was that all three rounds of my gather information, or did I have oh. a chance to? No, you you can get more if you want. Okay. So I was also going to then ask because they were talking about uh, Dame Crab and also. Uh, her daughter, I assume? Yep, Sepsinia. Sepsinia is her daughter? Okay. So those are the other two bits. Ooh, ooh. Dame Crab, uh, nat 20 for 27. 
Uh, Dame Crab, it is no secret, has really missed her husband since he passed on. Mm. Uh, she kind of throws herself at every good-looking guy who comes into town with a surprising success ratio, considering that she's, <laughs> you know, 45, give or take, and, you know, ha a mother and, in theory, yeah. very busy running a school. Well, well, now I'm offended. I guess I'm not good-looking Okay, fine. <laughs> She's good-natured. She got drunk and threw herself at Count Lothied about six months, well, year and a half back. It did not go well. She's kind of been trying to live down the humiliation of that ever since, and gets very upset when people bring it up. Ooh, don't bring it up. Okay. All right, cool. And then my last one is for Subsinia. Ooh, 18 on die for 25. Sipsinia was a super talented violinist. Uh, she was basically uh, Dame Crab's pride and joy. Was a very vivacious, outgoing girl until about six months back. She started getting kind of like gloomy and withdrawn. She started getting kind of pale. People started wondering if she's sick and the Crab family just won't talk about it. Hmm but she's not really opened up about it. Uh, her mother seems genuinely concerned, so it doesn't seem like there's anything like sinister going on, at least with, with the mother. With the mother, yeah. But Sipsinia herself just kind of stopped talking to people, aside from insulting them. And it seems, yeah, it seems like it kind of, it seems like it coincided with her, uh, her boyfriend committing suicide. Oh, I see. Sorry, who did you say Dame Crab is rumored to have thrown herself at? Count Lothied. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I will convey all of this to you. How did you do that? Well, people talk. The sound bounces around, gets stuck in the walls and the paving stones and the doors and the beaded curtains. And, uh, you know, <laughs> all it does is it takes a little bit of a divine spark and it speaks to me. That's good to know. Saves a lot of time. So, Glanville, Baron Okara. <laughs> he is one of the most magnificent specimens I've ever seen on this planet. So the rumors are true then. Interesting. I <laughs> wish they were all true. Um, but uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I seem to have my own side quest here. Mm. <laughs> and I intend to get all of the achievement points. You tear the country apart for him? <laughs> Perfect. People think I want to kill Gilgasarn. The Why do you want to kill Gilgasarn? Uh, all everybody I knows is that he was extremely upset and a bunch of servants saw him screaming at you and basically mm -hmm. shoving you out of the castle. <gasps> right, nightmare spiders. Wait, so you so you are an assassin then? I am not. Oh. I mean, what is an assassin? Or are you only saying that? I will let you know when I trust you better. Speaking of assassins, Lady Lily, uh, do we have a plan moving forward here? Well, um, I kind of want to address one of those rumors that came from, uh, I, I did, I, I <laughs> I've got the name in front of me. And I'm just like, oh crap, how to pronounce this. I kind of want to address some of the rumors that came from Idonia. If, if it's common knowledge that I really don't know what I'm doing here, then, mm -hmm. well, there's no better 
way to get some new information out there than here with Dame Crab. She's quite the little gossip hound, isn't she? That's true. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just cannot believe they think I have a daughter. Crystal, is Ooh. this town large enough that I could find a dress shop? Yes, there are a couple of specialty tailors. They mostly focus on the sort of utility slash formal wear that performers would need. Hmm. Do you think they could... Well, no, they probably couldn't make a dress really fast. Um, I, 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 if it's all right, guys, I would like to go see if I can get my hands on a nice, noble dress before we go in there so that I can make a better second impression. Just mm. buy off the rack. That's what I always do. Is this very important, Lily? Uh, perhaps. We can just use the hat, Lily. If you want to, we put the hat on you. Your dress looks like whatever you want it to look like. Oh. Oh, Glanville, that's really thoughtful of you, but I have the alchemy to do the same. I'm just looking at a l- more long-term solution. Well, we can do this for now. Uh, we can use the alchemy for now, and then we can try to find a dress later when we have a bit more time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it only lasts for ten minutes a level! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 40 minutes is gonna do it. We're right in the Use middle the of talking. Hat. To- the hat's <laughs> basically permanent until you do it again. Is it? Okay, alright, we'll use the hat. Alright, I'm gonna use the hat and uh, I guess in like an alley or something so this doesn't draw so much attention. <laughs> it- and then just just make like a very nice like I I was at that party I saw what all the other noble women are wearing I'm gonna make something in that style. Okay. Oh, and I think uh, I think I am up for a change too. So while you're doing that, I will just very you know slowly turn my entire purple suit black. Mm, that's nice. We'll have to get new art for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Photoshop can handle that. Okay. I think our imaginations can handle that. So it's Glanville, but in black. Got it. Ooh. Well, well, all right, guys. How does this look? Honestly, it looks great, Lily. <sighs> okay. I well. have expected you to come out wearing a costume looking like an orange sparrow or something. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really cute. I hope people get it. All right. Let's, uh, Xavier, this is your date. Why don't you lead the way? I thought I had a long time ago. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I, I either let myself in, or if there's someone at the door, I let them let me in. Yes, a, a butler opens the door. He's well-dressed, long, thin nose. He sort of looks down his nose at you. Yes. As he's shoved sideways... <laughs> and Dame Crab just sort of leans in the doorway <laughs> and looks at you. Oh. Parthenia. It's been a while. Xavier, you're charming as ever. I can't believe you came to call. Oh, I was under the impression I was expected. <laughs> of course, but, well, a girl never knows. I, uh, I brought them. <laughs> Greetings, Dame Crab. It is very nice to meet you again. And I'll do like a small curtsy. Lily, it's lovely to see you again. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's so good to hear. And I hope you have been well. Mr. Glenville, always a pleasure. 
Uh, yeah, make sure to kiss her hand and see. Always a pleasure. It is good to know that you still are as ravishing as always. <laughs> Sir, you flatter me. Keep yes, doing it. Intentionally. <laughs> oh. I see you're still distinguished and perceptive. Hmm. I uh, I do not wish to uh, intrude, but I was wanting to take this chance to maybe go see to your daughter's studies and see what I may do to continue to offer my aid in that regard. Oh, of course, by all means. Anything you can do to help... Uh, Help spark Sapsinia's interests once again, I would be mm-hmm. delighted. Mm. And Mr. Ogtrin, it's lovely to see you again. And she she bends down a little to to see you eye to eye. I'll nod my head uh, politely and maybe you give a little bit of a bow. Really. Uh, pleasure, ma'am. Oh, yes. And who's your new traveling companion? She looks ooh, quite skilled. <laughs> I Thank am. you for. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was going to introduce you. Yes, no please. No, 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 no. I don't know how this works either. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, dear. We all fumble a bit before we're presented properly. <gasps> uh, I am Adonia Stonebrook, a fencing instructor. <laughs> Lovely. Unfortunately, Lily has been neglecting her lessons again. I brought some of the tutors. Oh, I completely understand. So, uh, Dame Crab, should we find accommodations within Moost? Oh, don't be silly. You'll stay here with me. I've already had rooms prepared. Excellent, please. I'd love to see our accommodations. Come in. I've had Gunther already preparing a pot of tea. I like Gunther already. But Xavier, you won't be making much use of your accommodations, will you? I mean, with the elves' meditation and all. I may need it. I do need somewhere to hang up my shirt. (laughs) Wait, you'd call that a shirt? I mean, there's... It rounds up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I believe believe Dame Crab was hoping it rounded down. <laughs> well, she's bad at math. <laughs> Uncle Glenville, mind your manners. You're in the presence of a lady. I'm in presence of a distinguished and intelligent noble lady. Who's probably who... a fan of subtraction. <laughs> Indeed. If we can't be ourselves around each other, then we can't be ourselves at all. Yes, of course. You are quite right. And I'm old enough that I'm allowed to be a little bit uh, scandalous. <laughs> yes, yes. Besides, it's my job to be the family embarrassment. Not yours. <laughs> <laughs> She's fanning herself and smiling kind of coyly as you all discuss amongst mm-hmm. yourselves. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. see her taking notes with her eyes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's going where? Where I'm will going... Dame Crab have me? <laughs> well, oh. she's serving tea in the solarium. <laughs> yeah, tea makes sense. And uh, if anybody's going upstairs to hang out with Sipsinia, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish to go see Sipsinia and uh, 
talk about very creepy necromancy things. Mm-hmm. I wish to have tea. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be at tea as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go upstairs and talk to Subsinia. This girl intrigues me. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be Ryan. Oh. All right. So the solarium is a little overgrown. Well, the plants inside are very well kept. Outside, the garden seems like it's been very ignored. There, There's a big hedge maze that's just a tangle of vines and offshoot branches and some very nice flowers kind of mixed in among weeds and ferns and local shrubs. The grass like immediately outside the doors is fairly well kept and there's a few potted plants that are doing well but it just doesn't seem like she's had either the resources or the knowledge to care for like this very large garden behind her estate when she's distracted for a second can I have a quick conversation with Ogdred? yes Ogdred, did you notice the overgrown garden mm-hmm. uh yeah is that something that I could volunteer your services for would you be at all capable of working with that and possibly getting in with the servants? Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't much garden in before, but uh, I'll put my back into it. Put my back into just about anything. I, mean, I, I don't doubt you have the gumption, but do you have the skills? Uh, 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 maybe if they got some uh, uh, horses they need ridden. <laughs> I do that. I'm not really much of a, I don't got much of a, a green thumb. All right, that's fair. I'll come up with a more horse-based plan then. <laughs> oh, unless unless some, unless I can use survival for that, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I have that, but I, I don't know if that's good. It's not knowledge nature. I'll let you use it at a minus five. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's definitely a very tangential focus, but you could definitely get a a sense for what's not. Part of the natural environment and try to preserve that and pull out the rest. If you look in this bush, you can find some uh, some nuts. <laughs> just, just, just eat the bush away. <laughs> yeah, you know the roots of these roses are edible. <laughs> he comes back with two D four trail roses. Parthenia, before we really get into things, I happen to notice that hedge mage is a bit out of order. Uh, Ogdrin may not be the most uh, aesthetic of gardeners, but I know he definitely knows his way around some roots. Should we, should you need his hands, he could help you out with some of the lawn work that you need done. Oh, well, he's welcome to our putter if he's interested, but I'm... I'm afraid we just haven't had the money to maintain it since Carmine's passing. He... Oh, he wasn't going to charge you. He loves doing this kind of thing. <laughs> you could put him out there for hours and he would have no objection whatsoever. Oh, no. It's great. Well, I love it. I, am, I understand they like to keep busy, so certainly. Actually, I just suspect that you, like me, understand that no matter how good things look on the inside, things also need to look good on the outside as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm appreciative of a man who likes it when things look good on the outside. I notice when things look good on the outside, yes. (laughs) Oh, Aldrin, you're still here. Oh, all right, well. (laughs) I was waiting to be dismissed. (laughs) 
Come on, Ogden. Let us take this tea outside. All right. Thank you very much for the sustenance, Dame Crab. Everybody's real excited to hear Ryan and Crystal flirt awkwardly for the next ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> awkwardly? <laughs> I'm excited. Well, there's <laughs> you deserve an Oscar for your door entrance. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dame Crab is genuinely interested in how you're settling in. She's curious about what's been going on because she hasn't had a lot of news out of Statues for the last several years. Oh, where to begin? Do you... I can tell you how I got my nails dirty if you're interested, or I could just kind of give you a feel for how the people are doing. Honestly, Dame Crab, what most interests you? I like it dirty. Well then. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Domovoy? <laughs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> oh. No. Uh, it's not. <laughs> oh? We went into our new manor and we were fairly convinced that we were haunted. Just things were not as they seemed. Things were not where they should be. I'm sorry, I cannot do this in a flirtatious manner. I know this is our thing, but, like, honestly, we thought there were ghosts. Oh, no, I understand. You've got to let the facade drop sometimes. I have a reputation to maintain, though. When you say that, he undoes his belt and just, like, a big pot belly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She she reaches behind her and there's a snap and her belly pops out, too. Yeah. Takes his wig, tosses it aside. (laughs) You know I like you. <laughs> Character um, development. <laughs> so, uh, as it turns out, we had some fiendish fae just kind of kidnapping Lily and making us think that things were not as they appeared, which I suppose is the truth. Although, interestingly, they left us with one last riddle, and that was that there were nightmare spiders. I just thought that they were trying to intimidate us, but I was speaking with Gulguseren the other day. And when I mentioned Nightmare Spiders to him, not only did he not laugh, oh, no. he took it no. very seriously. You must you must never, ever speak of those around the palace. I don't know what I'm speaking of. I will not speak of it again, but can you at least give me some insight? What is going on with these Nightmare Spiders? No, it's it's a very old local legend. A, a, you, you do know that this used to be Stavian land before the Lothids took it in stewardship. Uh, it's said that the Stavians eventually gave it over to the Lothids because, well, the Lothids had worked some foul magic and and imprisoned a Stavian heir inside the heart of a spider. And, well, the Stavians are nothing if not a willful people. The spider found a way to free itself from captivity. And has spent, oh, 300 years tearing apart the hearts and minds of anyone who stays in the palace. I... Of course, that's all local legend. It's utterly absurd stories told by the peasants. Servants, servants gossip. And in these local legends, how big is this spider? Oh, I suppose small enough to creep into your ear. Ah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it was a just a garden spider. Now, you say these are local legends, but is there anyone who really believes these legends? Well, 
I don't mean to be a gossip, of course. Hmm. Yes, but she does. <laughs> the word, the word I've heard from the palace servants is that Bartleby's father, uh, Mercator, did not pass gently. The servant who found him, a, a young chambermaid, says his face was frozen as if in terror. And he was found clutching his own heart in his study. And this is recent. Uh, dear, about uh, 15 years ago now? It's not even a human's lifetime. <laughs> Where is this servant? Oh, uh, she was dismissed from the palace for spreading rumors. I believe she'd be in Lothidar. And what is her name? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me a chance to write my notes. Good. Google all you want, Crystal. And Adonia, you must be very careful. This, this girl we're going to see is is quite protective, easy to startle. I have spent most of the day just getting my my, my tiny toe into that facade that she's built up. Uh, she has surrounded herself by a fortress of solitude and sorrow and macabre intent. Do you think it's magical? Something controlling her? It is or definitely is it magical. I detected necromancy on the girl. That's, I'm, I'm extremely worried for her soul. Hmm. Had you told me, I might have asked Milani for something different today, but as it is... Hmm. At least I can protect you. Probably. I hope that we are more than in advance enough to to, to, to take care of this without needing to uh, resolve to the gods' own powers. Besides, I always preferred my own power. Eh, perhaps. My own power only goes as far as the tip of my rapier. Milani's eh, much further. I go farther. But I... Very much appreciate your time here. You will have two perceptions on this that uh, I desperately need. One, of course, is is is, is that a, a a woman of faith and of knowledge and, and 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 of actual power from your deity, and the other is simply as a woman because I know nothing about them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, her name was uh, Pontine Burfoot. Burfoot, is she a halfling? Yes. How old would she be now? How would I know her? If oh I, dear. If, she in was case she's changed her name. Rather young at the time, I suppose mid-thirties, perhaps forty? This has been very intriguing. Just this entire <laughs> nightmare spider web that I've been unweaving. <laughs> Again, it's all local superstition and urban legends. There are no diabolical spiders that prowl around the county. All our problems, I assure you, rest in human hands. Oh, speaking of spiders and humans, this spider didn't have, like, the upper body of a human child, did it? What? Okay, no. Unrelated, terrible uh, spider. No, no, I believe it was six clowns strapped together. <laughs> <laughs> In a trench coat. In dentist outfits. Because <laughs> then, then, then they've got... Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if uh, I've uh, dampened the mood. Shall I sweeten your tea? 
Hi, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> end scene? Let's end the scene there. Okay. <laughs> so upstairs, unless do we want to do anything outside as you like chop your way through overgrown garden? Uh, no, I just, I'll just take the time. I'll just say I'm taking, taking all the time I need to tear up a garden. Hi, Jason. <laughs> just waves through the window. <laughs> I've, I've taken off all my, I've taken off my heavy armor, of course, and I put my shield down, and I'm probably shirtless, but I'm, it's like a bear's chest. <laughs> How um, come he gets to wear a sweater? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot in this. Ugh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just getting into the dirt and I'm just, just now filthy. This might be doing it for someone somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it is. All right. So you go, you go upstairs and find, uh, most of the curtains upstairs drawn. A servant can point you to Sepsidia's chambers. She has a small apartment, so, a. Dressing room, a uh, rehearsal room, a uh, small study, and her bedroom. Mm -hmm. I am going to cast the, um, uh, what did we, we call it? The gaslight spell? Oh. <laughs> the explody tongue spell. No, no that's a different there's one. A diff oh. yeah, yeah. That one's for you. Just okay. so that she won't notice I'm casting spells while I'm talking to her. Um, and then, of course, when I knock, I'm going to knock and make it use in using like I'm just spamming ghost sounds over and over again, and just each knock, dong, dong, dong. So the the door kind of creaks open. It seems like it wasn't shut securely. <clears throat> you look inside. You can see a girl of you know 17, 19 years old sitting in a an overstuffed chair. Looking half dead, there's just one beam of sunlight cutting through this dark, dusty room, just half illuminating her face as she looks up at you, at or through the open door. Mm -hmm. um, definitely discordant sounds barely heard follow me through the hall. <laughs> Subsidia, I have been looking forward to having a more fruitful conversation with you. May I have a moment? I guess so. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I wonder if, uh, what your studies are like and if they've been as interesting as I can make them. There hasn't been a lot of time for study. Indeed. You can wait outside, Adonia. And they sit down uh, a very respectable distance away. And I want to just have a good impression with her at first. Uh, just, I understand there has not been any, any time. We do keep ourselves so busy when our passions change. I, myself, always do like delving into the more interesting mysteries I find in my arcane studies. My mother sent you up here? No, your mother didn't send me up here. I don't think she really would approve of me talking about these uh, uh, subjects. 
Would your mother? <gasps> oh, my mother hates me so so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this one rings. I just just had a feeling at the party that you were maybe more interesting than the rest of the dullards there. I'm just tired. Indeed. How tired are you right now? So very tired. You're a smart okay. man. Mm. Can the dead take a wife? Mm. No, I don't think there's anything in the legal code necessarily not allowed to. Hmm. Are you particularly attracted to a certain ghost or ghoul? <laughs> or is it a is it a pretty young vampire that's caught your eye? You have some experience with that. You have no idea what you're doing. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Nothing's noted on her. You are Same. welcome to. All right. Not me. Where did I put that? There it is. Nine. And Ooh. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> but I rolled a 16, and that makes it a 17. <laughs> uh, she seems... Physically and emotionally just exhausted, it seems like she hasn't slept much in quite a while, mm -hmm. and it seems like she is really annoyed with you. Oh, with me in particular. <laughs> she seems super suspicious of you. Hmm. I want to try to win her over to my case, so I'm going to bluff like crazy? Uh, can I continue this conversation for a bit and actually make some bluff rolls to convince her that I might be a vile, evil necromancer? Uh, go for it. Right. I don't we can... think that's Sosinia. Go on. You're... I, w I would be very interested in having that conversation when we're near you again. Can I um, attempt a knowledge religion to see if she's actually undead or if there's some sort of oh. undead power? Yeah. Ugh, my bad rolls continue. 11 total. Um, I mean, she's got a pulse. She, she, she <laughs> mostly looks sickly and exhausted. There's nothing about her that looks like the living dead. She just <laughs> looks like what people think the undead must look like. Amazing. <gasps> Okay. Alright, right, so I'm gonna roll my bluff check. Woohoo! 17 plus! And the the, uh, the, the the bluff is 11, so that's 28. 28. So, yes, you've convinced her you're, you're a, a worker of the necromantic arts. And that takes some doing, because it's one of my bard schools. <laughs> <sighs> Give me a sense motive. Okay. Alright, so... 17 again? Both of us are just... Uh, you're in the room, so give me a sense motive as well. 
Mm-hmm. Roll the four. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so oh, we're really bad at this. I am good at it. My Out of nowhere, good. she sort of lurches forward and grabs a perfume bottle off of the table next to her and hurls it across the room at you. Interesting. I have a really low touch AC, if you hadn't noticed from my character art. So take a point of damage, because I rolled very badly, as this bottle just smacks you in the face and shatters and just Mm. bathes you in fairly expensive perfume. Hmm. Wonderful. And she's just sort of glowering from across the room. It looks like that kind of exhausted her for for the time being. Mm-hmm. Idonia's hand immediately goes for her sword, but she doesn't pull it quite yet. She looks almost feral, just staring daggers at you. And this is the most emotional response you've gotten out of her. Hmm. I going maybe we get some things out of anger more than we'll get on out of diplomacy. So I'm just gonna play it up. Then I will cast the sky self and make my skin pull back on my skull and definitely dive into this undead role. And and uh, she's not able to even see that I'm casting spells. Uh, so I'll do that and then I'll actually start uh, yelling at her. It's like, do not waste my time and do not think that your petty perfume has any threat to me. What has gotten you? If Glanville starts shouting, uh, I'm going to do another Cloak of Secrets (laughs) between the two of them. It sounds like Glanville is loudly instructing her in yes. ballroom dance. Yeah, I don't I don't want to get bad attention. One, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> no, lift your knees. I rolled a nat twenty for Ooh. a total of twenty-five. On my intimidation check on her. So oh this was not a tactic I was expecting. Um <laughs> Scream at the underaged poor victim. That's what I'm, I hate this. <laughs> it's better than what I had to do with Titus. Mm, good point. So, I say she just kind of like falls forward in her chair and starts sobbing weakly. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, if I get her in crying mode, then I'm going to bad cop, good cop on myself. <laughs> <laughs> just like break out of it and then kneel down. Just tell me, Sabsinia. It's obvious that something has been troubling you, and something has, has from beyond the grave, has been messing with you. And diplomacy it to try and get her favor. <laughs> kind of going back and forth here. Yes, is it the rules <laughs> dumped the tightest knife? tactic, girl. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what's going on. Free your heart. Unburden yourself. Perhaps you'll feel better. I'm going to try and aid. Uh, I succeed. Okay. With her aid, that's a 24. Uh, she sort of looks up from you, like tear mascara streaked on her face. Like she's doesn't know how to find the words. Just mm-hmm. sort of like tripping over it and then just slumps back in her chair and her face kind of goes neutral again. Do you hmm. think she is cursed? Something has definitely got her maybe possessed? So obviously she seemed like she wanted to talk to us but then did not. Something could be holding her back. 
Or it could be she's... If, if she has suffered this tragedy, she could just be taking care of it with other substances. Sure. Mm-hmm. You get in here, Adonia. You seem to have more... You seem to have more aptitude for this than I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, very well. Mm-hmm. Idonia will pull up a chair, slowly drag it over in front of Subsinia, sit down mm-hmm. in front of her. Do you do a Riker? <laughs> yes. She will do a Riker. All right. You're, you're cool. Mm-hmm. There is obviously something troubling you. I, I understand you lost someone six months ago. Is that right? She just kind of eyes you. What do you get out of all this? I suppose I, I get to please my God. She. This might be um, not exactly her forte, but one of the things she definitely believes in is freedom, and you don't seem free. You seem burdened. You seem like you're in a prison of your own, your own sadness, your own guilt, and I have been there before. Your God is so great. Why does she need you to do all the work? I don't think she needs me to do anything, but... By doing the work ourselves, that's how we grow. That's how we make it all worth it. If someone comes along and just waves their hand and makes everything better and makes everything right and makes everything good in the world, well then, we didn't really earn anything, did we? I'm standing right here! (laughs) We have to earn it. We have to... We have to pull ourselves up. And we have to fight against the thing that's oppressing us. And we have to break ourselves out of it. And that is the only way forward. No one is going to free you from this. You have to do it yourself. I I can try and convince you to do it, but you have to make that choice. And if you want help, there are people here who will help you. Myself among them. reaches over and picks up a little bell by her by her chair and rings it and a, a servant looks in and uh, she looks and says I think my visitors are exhausting themselves why don't yeah, you take the, them downstairs I mean too bad the, the servant heard something about chickens <laughs> that's actually what I was thinking uh, yeah, the servant looks on confused and like, of course, right away, ma'am, and leaves. Mm-hmm. Mage hand, grab the doorknob, close that door. Fuck. All right, so I'm going to pull a scroll of circle of protection against evil, and, and or sorry, protection against evil, mm-hmm. and cast it on her. If, if she's got any mind whammies, this will give her a second save. So she continues to just sort of sit there, but now there's a glowing circle of protection around her, and she seems like she glowers more deeply at you. How long does protection against evil last? It will last for four minutes. So, minute per level. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, like, 
purge a demon out of her or anything. I don't know what you mm. were expecting. Yeah. There's possession or mind control might have had an effect. What is it that you want? I want to sleep. Then sleep. There are teas that can aid with this if you're feeling exhausted. <laughs> so, just saying as the GM, you've basically run through okay. all your possible interactions with her. You can okay. keep working mm. on her, but she's basically for the day. Okay. Mm. Does Glanville have fireball? <laughs> uh, not yet, next level. Okay. Uh, but I will use the scroll of alarm on the door to let me know if she leaves. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Audible or mental? Mental. You don't want klaxons going off if she decides to leave? <laughs> I love that. Or that servant comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Bowl of water or whatever she ordered. It's like it's a single peach floating in a man's hat full of cologne. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I get that. That whole thing. (laughs) Alright, so that's anything else people want to do today? I mean, Dame Crab is has prepared a fairly nice supper for everyone. Uh cards has a few students from the conservatory come over to perform for you, and they're they're very good. You know, a little inexperienced. They don't seem like they get the depth of the music, but they're, like, technically very skilled. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to do throughout that, so could I have just been helping in the kitchen? Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm not going to get my hands dirty because I'm, I'm, because I'm supposed to be more noble-like, mm-hmm. but I would definitely like to impart my knowledge of cooking upon the servants who are doing cooking. All right. Sounds good. I'll say that basically counts as, like, automatically aid another for everyone in the kitchen. So the food comes out with a lot more attention to the spice and the balance between, say, uh, fats and, and carbohydrates and, like, chemically much better prepared. If it makes it any any difference, I got a 12 on my gardening <laughs> check. <laughs> so you do manage to, like, get some of this looking in much better shape. You rake out a lot of the, the dead full. Give me a perception check. Sure. Yes. Ooh, that's a, an eight. It's not great. Oh, I guess this would be survival as well. Oh, let me check that one. That one that I'm much better at. That one you have. Yes, there we go. 22. You find a footprint in the mud. Well, it, at this point, it's dried. Mm, okay. But it's small, say a size six, narrow. Spider kids. Mm, mm-hmm. Human, I should probably have mentioned. Yeah, I mean, it's shoe. Is it shoe um, or is it barefoot? Barefoot. Oh, Okay. At the uh, entrance of the overgrown maze. Uh, in, leading in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're not seeing any signs of somebody going out, but you assume somebody would have? <gasps> yeah. Okay. I'll let everybody know that at some point during dinner. I'll take them aside. Take take someone aside. Like, uh, I, uh, 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 Xavier. Yes? Uh, I found like a, a weird barefoot footprint uh, heading in the mud, heading into the maze. Uh, weird how? Uh, well, it was just, just weird to be a barefoot. 
it's kind of kind of smallish, uh, uh, thin. Maybe like maybe it's a woman's. Uh, I don't know. Or a, a young man, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It just struck me as odd. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, you would guess it's either like like you said, a young woman or a younger boy. Definitely somebody lighter than Dame Crab. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying, she has, she would leave a specific footprint. And maybe, uh, I don't know, I don't want to jump to no conclusions, but Subsinia getting out into this mate I don't know what, 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 why that would have anything to do with, but, but it, I, I, I would, I guess it's her, I'm going to guess it's hers. All right, is this something that you want to investigate yourself, or should we get the whole gang together? I don't know, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a hedge maze. Well, probably... Something. Maybe she's hiding something in the middle. How are you at mazes? <clears throat> it's, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm probably fine. I can probably keep my bearings. All right. Uh, it's, it's a strange dinner conversation, but I believe this is worth investigating. All right. Just let me know if you... Did you want me to make a distraction so you could excuse yourself? Or is this... Uh, I can go you're just ex- You're just thinking aloud. I'm just thinking aloud. All right. I respect your thoughts. I guess it's maybe after dinner. Well, it's dark. Well, it's real dark. I just maybe wait till the morning. Yeah, it's... Well, wait till the morning. Yeah, the sun's set by now. It's a lot safer to do that, you know, rifle through tangled undergrowth in the morning. Yeah, definitely. Safe light. doesn't get you XP. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait until, until it's late. So, you all settle in for the evening. You've got... Uh, the, the help has a nice room, but the rest of you have... A very nice room, and uh, Xavier, you you conveniently have a door right next to Dame Crabs. <gasps> How convenient! <laughs> but it it seems like she's after you're you're both sort of letting letting your facades slide a little bit this afternoon. She's way less pressury. <laughs> yeah, things got weirdly frank between us. It was kind of it's kind of nice. I think <laughs> I think we might be going somewhere with this relationship, <laughs> but nowhere tonight. I. Uh, yes. I retire to my own quarters. You've been traveling hard most of the day, so. Oh, yeah. I oh, can I do something? Oh, speaking of bath, how does Glanville smell? <laughs> what? Uh, he smells like perfume. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He reeks of sophisticated rose-scented perfume. Or, no, let's go with orchid. Oh. Can I do something small, but that I think is important? Yeah. I'd like to, at dinner, I'd like to roll knowledge nobility to just do a really bang-up job acting the proper way. All right. All right. Uh, uh, t- 21. I didn't roll too good. No. Uh, you actually do a very good job of, like, following etiquette and table manners, and it's... You may be slightly awkward, but you get the impression you're the only one who who notices any awkwardness. Oh, good. So you, you do a very, very top-notch job. Does Dame Crab ever do that thing where she looks over and kind of looks a little bit impressed? Does she ever do that thing? Yes, when you... Big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you when the salads come out and you reach for one fork and then go for the other one, she just gives the tiniest little nod. 
Oh, that's good. I'm going to pretend like I didn't notice. <laughs> Dame Crab is just... Mostly, it seems like she's delighted to have company. She she keeps kind of looking over at Sipsinia, who's kind of glowering from her chair, mostly making... Just staring daggers at Glanville. <laughs> Dame Crab seems like she really hopes that visitors will cheer her daughter up, but it doesn't seem to be working, so... Teenagers. <laughs> it's because it's not her daughter. <laughs> you head to bed, get cozy, and everybody give me perception checks. Oh no, the dreams Uh-oh. are back. Oh dear. My bad rolls continue. Ten total. <laughs> Seventeen. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Twenty-five. One. One? Is one. That one for- oh. <laughs> oh no. Well, Glenville, you automatically succeed. You receive a mental alarm at midnight. Oh. Lily, you're kind of a light sleeper, let's say, and sort of wake up to somebody playing just the most obnoxious music. And you look up and it's just this creepy, slow, sort of plunking piano music coming from the garden. Uh, can I see the garden from my window? Uh, you can open the garden. Or you can open your window and you can see the garden and you see a skinny, pale figure of a woman walking out of the solarium towards the hedge maze. And that's where we'll leave it for the night. I think I figured it out. Will our heroes save the frail figure vanishing into the night? Or will they be consumed in the tragic history of the county of Marat? Tune in next time on Adventurous! This has been a No Direction Network production. Adventurous is brought to you by Roll20.net and Sirenscape, and is played on the Roll20 virtual tabletop using their official license for War for the Crown Adventure Path digital conversion with soundtrack and original theme provided by Sirenscape and a Sirenscape fantasy player. Join us in two weeks for the next episode of Adventurous.